The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss what it means to be an influencer in the MarTech industry. Joining us is Neil Schaefer, who is a social media strategy consultant, speaker, and the author of four books, including his recently published Age of Influence, the definitive playbook for influencer marketing. Neil has spoken at hundreds of events on four continents and also teaches digital and social media marketing to executives at the Rutgers School of Business and the Irish Management Institute. He is also the host of the very useful Maximize Your Social Influence podcast. Yesterday, Neil and I talked about building a personal brand that scales and monetizes. And today we're going to continue the conversation and talk a little bit about the technology landscape specifically for influencer marketing. Okay, here is the second part of my conversation with Neil Schaefer, CEO and Principal Social Media Strategy Consultant at PDCA Social. Neil, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Benjamin. A new day, a new podcast. Love it. Very excited to have you returning as a guest. Yesterday, we talked about how you got started in social media, how you have cultivated a large following across multiple different social channels, and how you've parlayed that following into a monetizable business. And for you, it's focused very much on B2B consulting, but you've also written books and you have a podcast, you have some sponsors, you've done events. Let's talk a little bit about some of the tools that you've used and not specifically just your business, but having a broad understanding of the influencer marketing business and of social media. How do you think about the breakdown of the tool set for influencers today? So it's really interesting. I think we've seen when we look at the history of influencer marketing really beginning with mommy bloggers or bloggers. So I thought everything started with Kim Kardashian. There you go. So <laughs> you really sort of start when I redefine influencer marketing because a lot of people just think it's about Instagrammers and YouTubers, but it's just an extension of celebrity endorsements that have been going on for a long time. I really start with blogger outreach tools. And those are really the initial beginnings of giving you the ability to search and find people that blog about certain things that have certain rankings, grab their email address and be able to reach out to them very easily. And some of those tools are still around. They're really great for more smaller businesses, I'd say. One of them is, has gone more in enterprise. But a lot of those tools have also sort of extended into this next generation of what now we call influencer discovery tools. So not every influencer has a blog. 
right? Some people yield influence just from YouTube or just from Instagram. Or if they have a blog, it may not be apparent the amount of influence they have just by looking at their blog. You have to actually look at their social media channels. So we had things like clout and cred that tried to give you a clout score. Clout, RIP. Yeah. And they tried to look at your influence across different channels, although clout really became very Twitter-centric. And really, from the technology standpoint, you're only as good as the data you can get from that platform, right? So those were successful to some extent. But what we've seen since then are platforms that really just focus, their primary focus is on Instagram. And this is what we've seen over the last few years, where the influencer marketing budgets, like 80% has gone into Instagram. So it sort of makes sense. But these platforms, they're trying to create their own algorithms. If you're interested in this category or this topic, But it gets a little bit more difficult, more challenging, because a lot of the context of the influence is visual, not text-based. And this is where we've seen a lot of development in the influencer discovery tool marketplace of companies that are trying to leverage visual AI and machine learning and really trying to provide you the best influencer based also on visual context and visual influence. And it becomes a little more challenging, but I think there's some really interesting companies in the landscape that are really advancing forward on this. So what I'm hearing is essentially there's uh, you know a couple different ways to try to figure out the first influencer tool you mentioned is how do you figure out who has influence right who should you be working with from a brand perspective there are tools that are primarily looking at Instagram as influencers I'm assuming that a lot of them are serving up people that are selling makeup fashion lifestyle brands that's a lot of you know e-commerce and apparel that's really a lot of what's sold on Instagram But there are a different class of influencers, the me's of the world who, hey, I create a podcast. I have an audience of tens of thousands of people that listen to this show over, you know, a relatively short period of time. So that doesn't show up in the Instagram score. I've got 300 people that are following me on Instagram because it's my personal Instagram page, right? Nobody cares what I'm wearing today or what my kids look like if they're here for the MarTech podcast. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. 
So for the finding the influencers or some of the sort of tools that you've mentioned, what are some of the ones that you've used or think are pretty good? Well, Benjamin, I was just getting started, actually, because there are a multitude of different types of tools, those being two, the blogger focus, the Instagram focus. You then also have what are called influencer marketplaces. So these are where influencers opt in and say, basically, at this price per post, per social network, you can work with me, you can order from me. And this is sort of for very small businesses who don't know anything, who just want to get something out there. This is another approach that they can take. But what's really interesting is, and I talk about this in the age of influence, because companies have been doing influencer marketing the opposite way. They've been sort of getting their binoculars on and looking out in the marketplace who has influence out there, realizing that because digital influence is so democratized today, you know, in the influencer marketing industry, they say someone with a thousand followers is considered a nano influencer and brands are approaching these people. So then you look at, well, how many people that I work with have a thousand followers on any given network? What about our customers? What about our partners? What about our followers? What about people on our email list? So what I preach is to begin with those that already have brand affinity for you. And this is going to trump that potential influence because someone might have a lot of influence. It might not be for what you're looking for. There might not be a cultural fit. And it might become transactional because if they don't like you or they're already working with one of your competitors, they never became your customer. You're not going to get any long-term ROI from that relationship. So when we look at it the other way, we begin to see that social listening tools can help us sort of map out who are those people that have brand affinity with us, right? And we can also add to that list of people that have brand affinity, people that have mentioned us that may not have converted into a follower customer, but there might have been a positive mention of us somewhere out there. I think that's an important tip that you can look at the influencer channels and really what you're looking for is people that have a macro level of influence, right? People that have a large followings that have a lot of reach as opposed to focusing on the people that you already have access to. And I think that's a really smart strategy. Sorry, I interrupted you a little bit. Go, go on. What were you going to say? Oh, not at all. Thank you for sort of clarifying and summarizing that. But when you see it that way, you begin to realize that a lot of tools chase markets. So there was a lot of money going into mommy bloggers, agencies, brands needed a tool, you have blogger outreach tools. The same thing happened with Instagram. A lot of money going in there, brands looking for an easier way to do this, boom, you have tools. But if we think about, and I'm all about best practices, right? If we think about the other way, there is no tool for doing what I'm talking about. It actually requires you to piece tools together using analog skills together with digital skills to find these people and map something out. Now, there is only one tool that I've found, and it's actually only available on Shopify as a Shopify app. It's called Caro, K-A-R-O, that actually will look into your shopping cart history, look into your email database, look at your Instagram followers. They're working only on Instagram, but they are working on other social networks and map all this out in the dashboard to tell you who are these people that might have influenced that already have some brand affinity for you. And I believe we're going to see more and more money being invested in this because if I'm already working with influencers that aren't found in these networks, like a Benjamin Shapiro, because I want to work with podcasters, you need to give the, me the ability to sort of add these other people into the workflow that I create in these influencer tools. Now there's a need. And if I was to invest some money, I'd create separate technology of just a tool that doesn't help. You're going to find your own influencers, but just helps me communicate and measure ROI of campaigns I do with them, but is not tied necessarily to influencer discovery. And this is a tool that I've yet to see developed, but the market is really changing as more and more companies are starting to create what we could call these brand ambassador type of long-term influencer programs and train them and educate them. And employees are part of that as I don't call them employee advocacy programs. I call this an employee as influencer programs. You begin to see a very, very different landscape emerging. And I think a lot of these tools I talk about are now trying to adapt to that 
yes, you can upload your own list of people as one step and realizing that it's not just about the discovery. It's really about discovery within those that already have brand affinity. And that's something I'm really excited about where the technology is truly still evolving. So I think that there's a couple things to take out of that is first and foremost, one of the things that you need to do to figure out who are the influencers or who are the people that can potentially create influence for your brand is work with the people that already have a positive affinity. And so there's some, let's call it list enrichment that you want to do, right? Find the list of people who have worked with you, have mentioned you, who you already have access to, and figure out which one of them has some sense of influence and try to figure out a program that allows them to share your business, right? Work with that sort of first circle of people surrounding your business before you worry about the concentric circles that get you out to these large influencers. Unless you're thinking about podcast advertising, then just come to the MarTech podcast. And it goes beyond that because now I mentioned as the challenge of visual social networks like myself, I don't do YouTube, right? And there are a lot of brands who don't do YouTube or don't do podcasts, but they want to be able to work with influencers in those industries. So then you don't look at working with influencers as content amplification. You look at working with influencers, content creation. And now we have platforms that have emerged where you hire influencers just to create content for you. So basically, influencers become your in-house content agency because as I began, influencers are excellent content creators, right? So now you have platforms that are emerging just to work with influencers, just to create content in-house. You could use it for social, for web, for advertising. So we're really starting to see a breakup. And yes, there is this B2B side that says, yes, we can work with influencers on podcasts, on educational videos, on blog posts, at events, and what have you. That's really interesting. So the idea of working with influencers is not specifically to get access to their audience, but also an understanding that they have specific skills that are valuable to your organization, and you can hire them to learn what they've used in mastering specific channels to help bolster your in-house efforts in marketing as well. And then guess what, Benjamin? One brand that I talk about in the book, they're creating this sort of brand ambassador influencer program. They want to bring in outside people to train these people how to write better Instagram captions, how to take better photos, how to film better videos. And now you have these other influencers that you're working with that are content creators that are skilled at that. You can now bridge that gap and really expand everything you're doing with the outside world, with your content creation on the one hand and your sort of content amplification on the other hand. So really what I'm hearing is that the notion of, okay, there's these tools that are going to rank all of the different influencers and tell you who are the biggest or the most appropriate for you. They're not really the most valuable tools for you to cultivate an influencer program. What you need to do is essentially build your own algorithm. I joked in our last episode that we were starting to figure out our content syndication score and we couldn't figure out how to get you into a hundred point score. You doubled the score of everybody else. But understanding the value that someone that is in your existing network might already have in terms of, you know, reach on some of their social channels, but also understanding what type of content that they're great at creating and start to build some of that expertise in-house by either having them create content for you or training your team to create content. That's not a lot of tool sets. That seems like a lot of manual work, which is surprising to me because influencer marketing is one of these things that sort of universally, whenever I talk to marketers, they're like, we are trying to figure out how to master influencer marketing. This stuff really works. Why are there no tools to be able to do this? Well, influencer marketing to me is almost like sales. It comes down to relationships. It comes down to prospecting. So there are tools that can help you prospect. You can buy lists. You can buy leads, but they may not be relevant. 
And this is the challenge because it's, you know, the famous case of the female bodybuilder that had, what, 100,000 Instagram followers. And then a female swimsuit company decided to collaborate with her. And they ended up selling very few of these female swimsuits because 90-something percent of the female bodybuilders' followers were male. (laughs) So don't get me wrong, tools can definitely help. And they can definitely, if the APIs give you access, they are great for vetting. So I'm not going to say they have no value because they do have value. What I'm saying is you can't 100% rely on them without you doing a little bit of fact-checking and fact-finding, actually going to their feed and making sure that there is organic alignment with your own brand culturally, visually, what have you. And these are the things that no tool will ever be able to do. So the tools can help make you feel good. Hey, I found 100 influencers and you know female bodybuilding, whatever. But at the end of the day, if you're not checking, you could be spending a lot of money. And fake followers are also part of this. And that's where I think companies are trying to mitigate risk. And by working with smaller micro nano influencers, it helps to mitigate risk of people that have a lot of fake followers. But it's easy, like anything else in marketing, Benjamin, you know, press that boost button on a Facebook post, spend a thousand dollars as a marketer makes you feel good. You're going to see some results. But if you had gone into the Facebook ad manager and really architected this, you're going to get exponentially better ROI. So yes, there are marketers that are doing this, using these tools, spending money. They may be finding some ROI, but their ROI really could be exponentially greater is what I'm saying. I think that it goes to validate something that I've said on the podcast a lot, that marketing is both an art and a science, and that you have to understand not only some of the data that you can collect, and the tools are great for understanding who has influence, and even evaluate who has influence within your tightly knit sphere, but there is also an art to building relationships, creating the creative with influencer, running the campaign, and you have to blend those two things to be successful. Neil, I want to put a pin in this and come back and chat with you one more time tomorrow and talk a little bit about some of the technologies that you think that are really making an impact. And they're not specifically around finding influencers, but more using AI to evaluate influence. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Neil Schaefer, the CEO and Principal Social Media Strategy Consultant at PDCA Social for joining us. In the last part of our interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Neil and I are going to be talking about how AI will revolutionize influencer marketing. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to hear more about Neil, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You're probably already a connection with him on LinkedIn. He's got plenty of them. You can contact him on Twitter. He's got even more of those followers. His handle is Neil Schaefer, N-E-A-L-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R. Or you could visit his company's website, which is neilschafer.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.